<laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. What's going on, y'all, man? How y'all been? And y'all already know I got my co-host in the building. We got water in here, man. Mm. Oh, man. I love it. I love it, man. Water, man. Get in on this water, man. It's the reason we here. Y'all better respect this water life, man. Water is life. How can you not respect it? You know what I'm saying? When you disrespect water, you disrespect life itself. And I know y'all are tired of me talking about water every podcast episode, but you need it. You need it to live. Water doesn't need you. You need it. Remember that. You want better skin? You want to look younger? Get in on this water, man. That's the key. That's the key, people. Get in on this. But enough about my co-host, man. You know, we back in we back in this thing for another week of that verbal cardio, man. Valentine's Day was yesterday. Uh, happy Valentine's. Yeah, I put the M in there because it sounds funnier, man. Every time I say Valentine's, I think of this weird lady that was on the episode of 30 Rock. She just kept busting in. Happy Valentine's. Saying it wrong. But I love it. I don't like saying stuff wrong on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Valentine's Day. How was y'all Valentine's Day, man? Y'all let me know in the comments section, man. How was y'all Valentine's Day? Whether you were single or not. Whether you was getting prospected on or not. I want to know how your, how your Valentine's Day went, man. You know what I mean? Y'all let me know. All right. For me, it was cool. You know, I was just out here. You know, I'm just out here. Everybody knows I'm single or whatever. So it was a stress free day for me. You know what I'm saying? Made sure that my sons held down my ex-wife on the Valentine's Day tip. Made sure she was squared away with cards and candy. You know what I'm saying? Just because, you know, I look I look at it like this, man, because a lot of people marvel at how cool I am with my ex-wife. And a lot of people can't handle that. Case in point, uh, she needed a, her and her friend needed a, it was Grammy night uh, this past weekend. And so it was a lot of, a lot of stuff going on Grammy weekend. And so they needed me to pick them up. And, uh, you know, my ex-wife called me and I, I came through. It was like, it was mad late. I had just got home and she's like, yo, my phone died. I had, I can't, we can't Uber. So can you pick us up? And I was like, yeah, no hesitation, man. Cause I look at my ex-wife as family. You know, a lot of people can't grasp that. Like when I, when I picked him up, her friend got in the car, like what? This is so weird that you, that you called him to pick a son? I would never call my ex-husband. I would never. I'd rather walk through the through the desert of the Nile. Wait, the Nile ain't even a desert. Forget that. What's the big ass desert in Africa? Because the Nile is the river. <laughs> I'm like the Nile Desert, the Sahara. Shit, I'm tripping in here, man. The Nile Desert. I need to. I need to drink more water because apparently my, my oxygen to my brain has been cut off. Uh, the Nile. But if you walk along the Nile River, that's a long ass walk. This is me trying to cover up the fact that I called it the Nile Desert. But, you know, I could edit this out and make it like it never happened. But, hey, man, I keep it real like that. Y'all get the raw and cut fumbles up in here. 
But yo, she she was just and she kept speaking on there like, yo, I can't believe that you called and he came through and he all cool. I'm like, yes, yes, man, we cool. When you share kids, let me tell you something. When you share kids with a person, hopefully you got to try your hardest to really get along. And you know, it's a blessing when it's easy to get along. Like you know what I'm saying, like. When y'all making it hard for each other, you know, just because y'all broke up and you making it hard for one another, y'all can't stand to be in each other's presence. You're not helpful. You're not doing this. It's just, it makes it harder when you got kids. It's just like, I mean, it's cool when you can do a clean break, no kids, and y'all don't have to talk to each other ever again. But when you have kids, your family, whether you like it or not, and, you know, even though y'all are no longer together romantically, you're still family technically because... You share human beings. You share human beings. That's that's lifelong. That's that's not gonna stop. That's not gonna end. That's not gonna stop with a new relationship, whether y'all hook up with new people or not. You're still connected to that other person. You know what I mean? And like, I look at my kids, and when you're when you're a person, your parents mean the world to you. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, they're in your life. You love them. You got a great relationship with them. I know that's not always the case for everybody, but when you know your parents, they raised you, you love them. Like, you know, my mom and dad, they mean the world to me. You know what I mean? So I don't like for anybody to talk, to talk down on them or diss them or whatever. You know, that's always like, oh, he said your mama, you going to take that? Those are fighting words for a reason. You know, because, you know, your parents mean everything to you. With that being said, my sons, their mom means the world to them. And I love my kids more than I love myself. So I put her in a special place because my sons put her in a special place as well. So I have to I have to cherish that as well. I have to cherish her as well. Because, you know, God forbid if anything ever happened to her, my kids would be devastated. And I would be too, you know what I'm saying? Because that's their mom, you know what I mean? And so I look at it like that. Like, we family, you know, whether we together or not. We we family now. We just, it is what it is. Like, you know, I care about what my kids care about. And so that's that's how I look. That's how I look at it. So whenever she needs anything, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? How dare I not help the mother of my children in any way I can. You know what I'm saying? Because it's family at that point. So I'm like, yeah, I'll pick you up, man. Ain't, ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. You know what I'm saying? Because I would want my mom helped at all times. You know, I would, my, my mom and dad have been divorced my whole existence. So, you know, when I, when I see them together or if they talk about one another, I want it to all be good. I don't want to hear my dad dissing my mom or my mom dissing my dad. You don't want to hear that. As a kid, you don't you don't ever want to hear it. You know what I mean? You don't want to hear that. And so, that's how I view things. And people always say, "I don't see how you could just," you know. And plus, my ex wife makes it easy to get along with her. She's great. She's a great woman. You know. So that is what it is. And that happened, you know, over Grammy weekend or whatever. But uh, in Valentine's Day, I always make sure that. You know, my sons are looking out for their mom on Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, birthday. I always make sure they hold her down on on these on these special days, man, because, you know, 
that, that it's only right. That's what they're supposed to do. You know what I mean? So that's that's what that is right there. So Valentine's Day, man. A lot of people hate on Valentine's Day. Just stop hating on holidays. People love to hate on holidays. I don't celebrate this because I don't get into this because 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 like just say why you always gotta why you always gotta ruin the fun, man. It's cool that you don't celebrate, but don't be trying to roll up and just hate on people. Just having fun, man. Just let people have fun. Life is serious enough. Let people have fun with these little holidays man let them get in on it let them celebrate it let them do wild stuff let them let them just indulge in the holiday spirit man i would hate on anything yeah i just feel like it's a contradiction of who gives a shit man it's just a little it's just a little fun day for lovers man it's just a little something. It's just created to spend more money. <laughs> so what? So the hell what? It's not the end of the world. If you celebrate it, it's not the end of the world. If you don't, just just do you, all right? With that being said, you know, people going out, you know, couples night out, people out, you know, Going to dinners and, you know, comedy shows. I performed uh, last night at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. The crowd was a little weird. It was a little late show. The crowd was a little tight. You know, and I figured, oh, y'all got to work in the morning, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because that's why Valentine's Day to me ain't a true holiday because you, you don't get off work on Valentine's Day or the day after. That's not So Valentine's Day in my book is not a true holiday because of that. Like, if you're not off work, if the bank is open, you ain't no real, real holiday. You feel me? You just a little, you just a little fun day. So Valentine's Day goes in the little fun day category, man, because you you got to work. So a lot of y'all lovers, that's why you get that's why you get flowers and candy sent to your job. You know, you don't get Christmas gifts sent to your job because you're off that day, more than likely. But um, yeah, man. So. Um, they were a little weird. They were a little weird, but I managed to squeeze some some laughs and applauses out of them. But they were they was a little weird. I'm like, y'all getting busy tonight? Y'all got sex on the brink? I wonder how many people had sex last night. Had some quality sex. Some people had sex because they felt they had to, like it was a contractual obligation. Like oh, I guess we gotta get it in tonight, right? Uh, yeah, let me go down on you. You go down on me. Let me put in the work tonight. You know. It was like an obligation, that obligation smash. Like, it's Valentine's Day, so we got to do it, huh? We'll do five minutes missionary. Uh, maybe some, some hitter from the back? No? No? Yes? No? Okay. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll do that. Uh, uh, from the side? Side? No? No sideways? Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. And uh, you going to finish off on top? Great. Great. Let's let's pencil it in. Valentine's Day, right? Yeah. High five, hun. Uh. But, um. Shout out to the couples that got it in, man. Everybody got the everybody got the <laughs> the crusted over penis and the uh, <laughs> the oral sex mouths this morning. And uh, yeah, I mean, me, no sex for me. I was just chilling yesterday, chilled the whole day. I I kind of ate a lot yesterday. I wasn't really feeling that, man. But uh, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I hope you guys had a great Valentine's Day, man. Me, man, I ate too much. Hey, and yo, I've been out here not eating meat. I'm too I'm over two weeks in. No meat. You know what I'm saying? No, no burgers, 
no 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 turkey sausage no no tacos no chicken no man i no fish i'm surprised at myself i didn't know i could go this long without eating some animals man i'm surprised but i'm out here man i'm over two weeks in i don't even know how long i'm going i just did it i'm like man i'm gonna you know what you know what no meat no meat what's up you know, I still eat eggs, though. So if that counts as meat, then I'm still eating meat. But other than that, man, I'm just out here, man. I'm surprised at myself. I'm like, yo, I'm really doing this. I feel like I'm riding on a little bike for the first time. No training wheels. Like, look, mom, I'm out here. No meat, huh? And then I'm going to crumble when I try to turn the corner. That's that's when it got real when you was learning how to ride a bike. When you turn that corner by yourself, that's that's when it was real. Like, you was cool on the straight, on the straight block, on the straight street. You was good. When you had to turn... That's that's what separated that's what separated the men from the boys, the women from girls. Like, can you turn this corner by yourself without crumbling, man? That first turn was life itself. You were terrified, man. I remember I remember my, my first bike was like a 10 speed. And so those bikes are tall. So I, I remember I used to have to stand on the on the elevated sidewalk and had a bike like on the street just to get on it you know what i'm saying pretty much the stuff i learned how to do it was like the harder versions of it like when i got my first bike it was a 10 speed so you know it was bigger and then when i learned how to drive a car i started out on a stick shift so it was like yo i I do. So when I get my pilot's license i'm gonna start off with just a regular southwest airline jet you know, I'm not doing the crop dust joints. I'm going straight to the I'm going straight to the jet with passengers on it. Like lives in my hand. That's that's I'm going big. You know, when I learn how to, you know, do a boat, it's gonna be a straight battleship. All right, just out the gate. Like, you know, I'm I'm doing it big. I'm doing it big. You know what I'm saying? A shuttle, I'm going with the straight spacecraft to Mars out the gate i'm not doing i'm not doing no little i'm not doing no hot air balloons i'm going straight to the to the suit to, to the to the enterprise all right star trek captain kurt you know what i mean out the gate out the gate i don't even know how i ended up on that topic but um i'm still meatless and i you know i'm sure i'll talk about this more in future podcasts but no meat man no meat mcgee I'm running out of I'm running out of menu items though, cause my my food is limited now. But uh, so far so good, y'all. We'll we'll see what happens, man. Valentine's Day, no meat. The Grammys happened. All right, the Grammys went down. Okay, um, you know people was on on online talking about CeeLo's outfit. CeeLo had on some kind of gold contraption. I don't even want to call it an outfit. It was a contraption. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, straight out of the Fifth Element, I was like, "Yo, what the hell is CeeLo wearing?" I thought it was part of a performance. I didn't know he just showed up to the event and dipped in gold, dipped in gold. He looked like an award. Like he was, he was just chilling, looking like you can win him. Like in the CeeLo Award goes to Bruno Mars and Bruno Mars standing there holding CeeLo like, man, I like to thank the Academy, you know what I'm saying? I like to thank the fans, my management team, man. I always wanted to get a CeeLo Award, man. And here it is, standing right here. 
then you take his ass home. You know what I mean? But I thought it was part of a performance. No, he was just there in that outfit. I was like, why? Why are you dipped in gold in a helmet? I I, I, I didn't get that. I was like, okay, well, you do you, CeeLo. Apparently, uh, there's there's an agenda here that we don't know about. So props to CeeLo on, on making some noise. Like, we all talking about it, so that was his goal. I was like, this nigga look like a statuette, you know? I'm like, wow, man. So I thought he was performing. Like, when I saw the picture, I was like, yeah, it's part of a performance. It has to be, you know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, I'm just showing up like this. So the next game night I go to, I'm show up in silver paint in a football helmet. We'll just be in there and won't even make mention of what I got on the whole game night. We're going to be playing Taboo. I'm going to have on the all-silver paint with a football helmet on, just giving clues, you know. And don't nobody better not mention what I got brewing. I don't even know what you're talking about, man. I'm just here. I'm just here. I'm just being me. I'm here. Um, I didn't see any of the performances. I didn't watch the Grammys. Ever since they didn't give Wu-Tang Clan a Grammy, I ain't really been rocking with them like that, so I don't trust them no more. So uh, I know, I was glad Chance the Rapper, he got like three. He got Best New Artist, Best Rap Album, and Best Rap Performance. I was like, yes, because I'm a fan of Chance the Rapper, man. Acid Rap was my favorite uh, album of 2013. I like Coloring Book, you know. It wasn't better than uh, Anderson Pax Malibu, in my opinion, but... Coloring Book was a dope album, a dope feel, you know. And I'm just a fan of the kid, man. He's got his own style. Um, I love it. Um, He's an artist, man. And, you know, he seems like a good dude. Like, you know, he seems like a cool human being. Like, you know what I'm saying? He seems human. He seems like a, a regular guy with talent, actual talent. Like, you know what I mean? I love that, man. He's very involved in Chicago, like things going on in Chicago with the violence, with homelessness. He's very involved in his city, man. And I love that. I respect that, man. I'm like, good for Chance, man. Props to Chance. And he, he lets you know, man, you can you can do you and be successful, man. You ain't got to, you ain't got to follow trends and do what this person is doing, do what that person is doing. You ain't got to sign your life away to get on. And you can still make something of yourself. And it's a great, it's a great visual. It's a great example that he's putting forth out there. And I, I'm loving it, man. Much respect to him. I hope he don't Kanye out in the future and get full of himself. But, man, props to Chance. Uh, Beyonce's Lemonade didn't get album of the year. Adele did. And I was like, oh, okay. I thought I thought Beyonce was going to get it and not not on some, you know, beehive type stuff. But her Lemonade album was mad critically acclaimed. It was one of the best reviewed albums, if not the best reviewed album, major album of the year. The whole concept of the album, the whole, you know, videos for it. And like it was it was well put together. Great statements in the album. It was a good album, man. And sorry is still like my cut. I'm sorry. That joint goes hard, man. So many people thought Beyonce was the favorite to win that, even though she was going against Adele, who had one of the best-selling albums in, in a decade. Like, you know, that album sold 3 million copies, like, first week. Like, it smashed records. But I feel like I feel like the whole, the album as a whole wasn't really, like, a masterpiece, it was just she had a monster single with Hello, which should have got song and record of the year. Absolutely. 
But the whole album, compared to Lemonade, nah, nah, man. I mean, it, it was just a cool. People really wasn't talking about Adele's whole album like that. Hello was a monster single, Runaway Smash, that propelled the success of the whole album. But I feel like the album as a whole, it wasn't really, you know, groundbreaking or anything. So I feel like they just gave it to Adele just on sheer numbers. Like, yo, she had the biggest selling album this side of the Mississippi. So I feel like they gave it to her on that tip. And I think Adele felt that. That's why she gave Beyonce like a super shout out. Because Beyonce's album just transcended more. Like, it, you know, it, it touched on relationships and, you know, women empowerment. And like, you know, it it, it, it made noise socially. Like, you know, it, it was bam, bam, bam. And like, it really resonated with what's going on in the world today, whether it be, whether it be your relationship, whether it be, you know, uh, racial injustice, you know, police brutality, it touched on all those little things. So I felt like the Lemonade album was harder hitting on that front, but you know, the Grammys be tripping. The Grammys be tripping. And this is why I'm not a Grammy supporter, really. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is, man. Also, um, I went and caught a movie. I like to talk about a movie or two or three every podcast because I love movies. As y'all as y'all know, I am movies. Um, I went and saw John Wick 2. Um this weekend, man, me and the Baker boys went to the theater on a Friday afternoon called John Wick 2, the sequel to John Wick starring Keanu Reeves. Very, very simple setup with John Wick, man. Just straight, pure action, man. Like the first one, the first one, the storyline was even more simple. It was like, yo, his wife died, left him a puppy. These these Russian thugs came and stole his car and killed his puppy. And after that, man, they didn't mess with the wrong dude. This dude's a former assassin that worked for for the dude's dad. So it was like, yo, I got to kill everybody that was in on my puppy getting killed. My 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 dead wife left me that. So y'all got to pay for this. And that's that's basically the gist of the first one. This was the storyline of the first one. So now the plot to the second one is, you know, somebody he he had a blood oath to made him made him an offer he he couldn't refuse. And since John Wick refused the offer, the dude blew up his house. So now John Wick got to make you pay. But first he had to do the task that the dude wanted him to do. So he was like, all right, I'm going to fulfill this. But you know what I mean? And so I felt like. I felt like the storyline to the sequel was better than the storyline to the first one. Uh, the action is pretty much the same, but with that being said, with this one having a better story to me, in my opinion, I uh, I like the second one better, man. And like you know, he had a formidable opponent in the second one. You know, I don't want to get too much away, but he had a nice little adversary in this one, and I like to see that. Like you know, and I like to see. When I watch action movies, I like to see the hero struggle. Like I like to see, yeah, they winning the fights, but they struggling. Like these is these are hard earned victories. I like that. That makes it more exciting for me. Like when you when you when you got to put the work in, 
and all of that. I like that. I'm drawn to that. Excuse the phone ringing. I thought my phone was on Do Not Disturb. Apparently, it's not. So my apologies on that. Well, yo, I like to see the hero struggle. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Spider-Man be struggling. Wolverine be getting toe up. I like to see that struggle. Like, if it's too easy for the hero, I can't rock with it. Like, if it's too easy, like, if they just beating everybody, just breezing through, there's no excitement there. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, it's easy work. Yeah, there's no struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it's going to win. Yeah, of course. I like to see worthy adversaries. I like a villain that's worthy, you know, worthy adversaries in there. That way you feel like you earned something. But they threw in a nice little adversary for John Wick in the second one. And uh, I like to see more, man. Keep the John Wicks coming, man. Let's go. And uh, if you're a fan of the first one, I think you'll like the second one, too. So uh, go check it out. And it did well at the box office. It made $30 million opening weekend. The first one made like 14 opening weekend. The second one made $30 million. So what does that tell you? It means that John Wick resonated with people like when they rented it or, you know, when they rented it and they was like, yo, this movie was good. Like, I didn't go see it in theaters, but, yo, I rock with this. So now when the second one come out, they go rock with the second one. And the critics liked it, too. So it was like, yo, let's go check this out. That's when you know a movie did well on on video, on DVD, is when the sequel goes up. And not a lot of times the sequel doesn't go up unless it's like a superhero movie or something. But uh, John Wick 2, man, go check it out, man. It's TB approved. Now, now I will say, if it's not your cup of tea... If you didn't like the first one, I would say don't go see the second one because it's, it's it's in the same vein. You probably won't like this one. So I got to throw that out there, man. If it's not your cup of tea, you should already know that by now anyway. Um, Fifty Shades Darker came out, man. Let me tell you something, man. I never saw the first one. Didn't want to. And, you know, even though it made money at the box office, I, I didn't expect a sequel. And I was like, I, I guess... Like, I don't know. I don't know if the books had sequels. I don't know anything about the books, but watching the trailer, I was like, I would rather watch paint dry. Like, I would rather watch Ant Hills being made by ants than go see this movie. Like, I got zero interest in this movie. Even if I was dating a girl, I was like, let's go see Fifty Shades Darker. I'd be like, ah, no, no. You can go with your girls. You can go with another dude that's interested in you. I'm a pass on this. Like I got zero interest, but it's sexy. Don't you want to be aroused? Like, no, like the leads. I, I don't even, they not even sexy to me like that. Nah, I'll pass. I'll pass hard. I'll do a dark pass on this one. Call me eight shades darker than wanting to see this. I, like, no, I got zero interest. It made it made over $40 million at the box office. Apparently, there's a crowd for this. But no, I'm going to pass tough. You know what I mean? And I get movie genres chances. But this one, I got zero interest. Zero. Let me tell you something, man. Zero. Like, you would have to pay me to watch this movie. That's how that's how much interest I got. You would have to pay me to watch it. And even when you're paying me, you're like, oh, I got to go watch this movie for cash, bro. I, I don't even want to see it, but I got to go watch it for cash. 
and hope and hope and pray that I fall asleep during this movie. Because I do fall asleep in the movie sometimes, whether it's good or not. But this is one of them joints. So I, I, I would go to sleep. I would take a pillow and fluff it up as I watch this, man. So I don't know. Like, if, if y'all have seen it, let me know in the comments section what you thought about it. How was it? Did you enjoy it? Was it worth your time and money? Like, for me, though, I'm like, nah, I'll pass, man. But I don't know. I could be missing out on something I could I could actually like. But now nah, I don't think it's in my vein, man. I don't think that's in my vein. I do want to see the Lego Batman movie, though. I do want to check that out. I probably won't make it to the theater to see it, but who knows? I might. Maybe maybe me and my son will go check it out. But uh, I do want to see that one. The reviews have been really good for it. Made over fifty million dollars at the box office this weekend. So hey, let's go Lego. Lego is cracking, man. I came up on Legos. Like I used to love playing with Legos as a kid. Like making like making your own little vehicles and like horses and whatever. I used to I had this big old Lego setup where you could make like a little gas station. And I built like the gas station one time and it was such a huge undertaking. I didn't want to destroy it like that. But uh I used to like making little vehicles and you could have them vehicles crash or whatever. Like poosh, Lego was fun, man. And like even the little Lego man, they were all like cyborgs to me because their hands could come off, their their lower half could detach, their heads could detach. So it was like they were like robots. So like they would shoot their hand at somebody like and it would go through the other person. And then I would take the tops off so their legs were like but their legs looked like little guns too. So I would like had the top half blast off and then aim the legs so they could shoot. Everything about me was action as a kid. If you, I don't know if you noticed that about me or not. Everything was action, so you know we blow up the gas station or crash into the gas station. Now, because they had little doors and windows, little houses you can make on the platform. Lego is dope, man, and I, I recommend if you got kids and stuff like that, get your kids some Legos because it it makes them be creative. Like they can create things, they can create little little spacecrafts and vehicles, little motorcycles, and they're using their brain. And so I like I like that aspect. So shout out to Lego for being around, man. And uh, anyway, uh, that's it for this. That's it for this episode, man. You know, 30 minutes and I'm out. Um, thank you. all as always, thank you for listening. Uh, please, please, please hit me up in my comment section. Let me know what you thought of the episode and also chime in on your opinions about John Wick. 50 Shades Darker, the Grammys, or whatever. I want to hear y'all feedback as well. And uh, let me know what y'all want me to touch on in future podcast episodes, man. Let me know on my Instagram page, please. Uh, let me know. And uh, thank you for listening, man. And uh, you can reach me, Tony Baker Comedy on Instagram, uh, Comedian Tony Baker on Facebook, um, uh, Tony Baker Comedy on Twitter as well. And uh, hit me up. Uh, anyway, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. And as always, thank you for tuning in for another session of that Verbal Guardian.